let's play a game. All right. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. This is the Karate in the Garage podcast with Mason Merrill and Weston Toth. Hello, we are back uh, once again. I'm your host, Mason Merrill, and with me today again is Weston Toth. How's it going, man? What's up? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a few weeks since we've been here again, but uh, glad to be back here. Yeah, lots happened in a what couple weeks? I think it's been three weeks, something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess, uh, let's see. Yeah, about three weeks. It's um, we just uh, both got kind of busy. I think you were busy one week, and I was busy the next week. So <laughs> I know, man. Last week uh, I was ready to go, but you wanted to like hang out with your son or something. Yeah, I know. I'm Some such weird a stuff lame. like that. Yeah, yeah. Which we went and saw an awesome movie that we'll talk about a little later. But um, well, oh, we can just talk about it now. I, I, we went and saw Wreck It Ralph, and it was a lot better than I thought it'd be. Nice. Did you, um, I want to see that. And my wife loves that. The first one too. Did, was it as good or better than the first one? You know, I hadn't seen the first one until after I saw the the second one. And I definitely <laughs> thought that the second one was better. Really? Yeah. I think they just, I don't know. The story was much better. They kind of got it together and I don't know. I just really, really liked it and how they put it all mm. together. It was a lot of, it was really a lot of, it was, the movie was just funny and it was a lot of fun. So. Wow, man, that's uh, interesting that you say that. That's not the case. I think the only couple movies that the second one was even as good is like Toy Story, you know, Toy Story 2 and even yeah. the third one. Those were sequels that were as good as the first one, you know, potentially. Yeah. But like a lot of other Disney movies, the second one comes out and you're just like, mm-hmm. eh. Yeah, it's not as good. But yeah, this, I don't know. I, um, Yeah, it was really good. Like, I think they're... They're trying to pump all these old movies too, you know, and get them back in the limelight, kind of thing. So it, uh, it, I, I, I like this story a lot better, and it kind of expanded off the games into the internet and things like that. So it was, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, it, or it seemed like there was a lot of like pop culture references mm-hmm. and stuff that wasn't necessarily just. Um, I know in the first one they had a couple of those references, but they were pretty, pretty small in comparison. Yeah, and it was it was cool because it was uh, aimed at um, like little kids to watch. Like Axel, my son, he loved it. It was like it, he taught. He's still talking about the movie, but also, um, you know, it was pretty funny and enjoyable for me too. So nice, man. Yeah, I um, I'm definitely gonna go see it. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, you should. So. Cool. Yeah, he was p- pumped about it. Um, anyway, but what we are doing today is we are talking about Aladdin on Sega Genesis. So um, it's been a few weeks since I played the game. Just uh, so we're gonna have, I'm gonna have to like refresh my memory a little bit about it. But overall, I walked away like having a lot of fun with this game. So yeah, I did too. I have I have really fond memories of this game. Just because um, Aladdin was one of my favorite, just you know, Disney movies growing up in general, mm-hmm. and um, this game 
I mean, I, I remember beating it as a young kid and really enjoying it, but coming back to it, same thing. Had a, had a real nice time. It was, uh, it was, it didn't disappoint me at least. It was one of the few games that we've played I've, that I played as a kid and we've, we've played again. And I was like, wow, this is still, you know, super enjoyable. I didn't, I wasn't trying to rush through it just to get a review on. Um, I was taking my time and, and I definitely enjoyed it. So, yeah. Yeah. So as far as like the, uh, the main game, it was pretty simple. Like the whole thing was pretty simple. You know, obviously it's mm-hmm. just like, you either slash them and they die or you throw an apple at them and they die. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so, but the uh, the graphics were like, you know, for the time, I always say that, but they were pretty good. The animations and things like that, I, I really enjoyed it. And like even like zooming in on the, the character, sometimes their face can be kind of blurred and stuff. And I thought Aladdin's face was really like, really crisp, you know? Yeah, no, I... So, actually, this is a good question. Was Genesis the one with better graphics or not as good as graphics as SNES? I know they were close, but one of them was definitely better. Do you remember? Uh, you know, I think Genesis was touted as being a little better. But Just a little bit, right? I think they both had their moments of, oh, wow, that was good. Or, oh, wow, that that one was good, you know? so. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought the animation was really good, too. Mm-hmm. I liked when um I just see just little things where uh like when he was climbing on a rope you could actually see his like his his uh his hands his like his fists actually like grab um you know jump and then grab into a fist and his like the body language the <clears throat> yeah I mean o- overall it was good I like the depth of it too because um it was it was it was a total side scroller right yeah um left and right up and down but like uh, there was a lot of parts in the games where you'd have to jump from uh, like things in the background would move forward. Like uh, remember in the, I don't know if you played uh, the level or how much you played of it, but the dungeon when you're in Agrabah, there was um, like the, the bowling balls would go back or not bowling balls, like wrecking balls, um, yeah. traps, and you'd have to miss them. So yeah. that was like a cool um, graphic that they had. And it, it was just playing on, um, yeah, like on the graphics. And then the, the stones would come out you'd have to jump on them and then they'd almost like shift uh, from one to the next. You'd have to jump on one and then they'd shift again. You have to time it right. So, and even yeah. like with things that didn't look like you could be like, Oh, where do I go? I see some stairs, but they're almost like painted on, but you could, um, the mechanics of the game is once he was kind of looking up, that meant like you could jump on something. Yeah. Yeah. Or you walk to one side of the screen and then you come back the other way and you're walking up the stairs or something. Yes. Like that, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was cool. That was uh, that that was a cool little mechanic. Kind of made the world feel a little more um, like real in some sort, you know, case instead of just like a animation background, you know, like a picture of that's the background, you know. So it kind of made it come to life a little bit more. Um, I yeah. So as far as all the levels, um, I really I really like the differentiation of a lot of the levels, you know, because Agrabah can be really just the same thing over and over again kind of like um star wars was that we played a few weeks ago yeah and uh it wasn't that so like you mentioned they had the dungeon they had the obviously the tomb and and agrabah and jafar's castle and things like that so i i really liked that aspect of it it was pretty like it was pretty different you know the the levels and stuff yeah because obviously uh at this point in, in like 
game design, they could only do so much with what they had, uh, like mechanics wise. But this one had a lot of uh, a variety, I guess. It's the same thing. So you had um, Agrabah, and then the uh, the desert, and then you came back to the the like Sultan's dungeon, and then you went to the Cave of Wonders, and then you had like uh, a couple of cool things is. Um, you had like the carpet ride out of there, which was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> I really, yeah, I really liked that. It was simple, but um, mm-hmm. it was kind of nerve wracking because at the very end of it, instead of because it basically had arrows like where you go up and down, and it gets faster yeah. and faster. And at the end of it, there's just question marks, so you just have to kind of like choose one. <laughs> yeah, it was, super, it was super exciting. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was uh, that part was really fun, and I I liked that the game had checkpoints. You know, with the genie's mm-hmm. head, you hit the genie's face, and yeah, me too. And you get checkpoints, so you can go back to that point. And I thought it was well balanced as far as getting extra lives and things like that. I didn't mm-hmm. like ever run out and have to like continue or anything like that, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, it, as far as like the checkpoints, there wasn't just one in a level. There was like three or four because the levels got kind of lengthy. So mm-hmm. um, you know, you you didn't have to go all the way back to the beginning. You know, every single time you you died or something. Did you trade your, so they had the, um, you got apples that you could throw mm-hmm. and then you had, they got the gems where you could trade in. Um, so like you, at the end of the level, it didn't just stop. Like you had to find the, the, the peddler, the traveling peddler yeah yeah and in the round. And then if you had like 10 gems, you could trade for like an extra life or five or whatever. So that was kind of cool. And then if you got the, um, the genie, you got bonus rounds or the Abu, you got bonus rounds as well. So if you got either one of those, you get like a, like a roulette with genie and then, um, Abu, you just had this thing where you could collect more gems or more extra lives, um, where things just fell from the sky. It was really cool. Yeah. I thought those were cool little bonuses that, uh, made it a little more world building. Like, you know, there isn't just, well, like we said, just a side scroller. There was like a little more like actual depth to it as far as like a, like a store where you buy stuff, you know, almost like a RPG game, you know, today, um, where you can buy like lives and different things like that. And, uh, the little slot machine game at every, at the end of every level where you don't, where you're trying to get all the extra stuff, which that was cool too. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was, so the film came out in 1992 Mm -hmm. and then this game came out in November 11th, 1993. So I, Basically, as soon as the film was done or like it came out, uh, it they, it says here that they began the game in uh, January and then they re- was released November. So they were definitely riding high on some juicy Disney money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's funny because um, this game was produced by Virgin Interactive Entertainment, like Virgin Mobile, the same company. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's kind of cool that virgin interactive entertainment's no longer around anymore um it closed up it looks like in 2003 but uh it uh it produced a lot of these type games like the lion king aladdin robocop the terminator things like that street fighter um different different games like that so it was i you know i thought this was definitely a win game for a and it also came with great like <laughs> great critical reception as well you know yeah no it was it got i think when it came out what like nine out of ten four point five out of five type deal yeah ign good. gave it eight out of ten and they're usually the most critical you know kind of thing so oh very cool yeah i um i liked it the art was good 
level design was cool um let me look at my list here yeah and the so the gameplay and the controls they felt fluid as well which i especially like an old game like this that doesn't have too much you want it just to play easy yeah you know like it to be responsive and it was yeah definitely there was no lag or anything like that um mm-hmm. music was sick too yeah the the sound the sound was cool it, like felt like the movie or or i even kind of related it to playing um the kingdom hearts the um game boy advance game the music mm. in that it was kind of similar <laughs> you know so. yeah and even the animation was a little bit similar to that game uh but yeah overall fun i had you know i had a lot of fun with the game enjoyed it would i replay it probably not <laughs> at this point just because we're playing so many games but it, it's definitely was just fun to revisit this one yeah i don't think i, I mean i had a you know I, I pretty much played you know i did play through the entire thing so i don't think i'll replay it again but is it worth picking up if you know someone wants to have a a good like adventure side scroller absolutely i think yeah. like overall fun i'd like a close to i probably had at least like a four out of five fun if not like 4.5 it was probably mm-hmm. one of the the easiest played games that didn't um, that just brought me back to some good feels. And I said, like, I thought it, the game was well-designed. I liked it. Yeah, the only real thing that I felt like it lacked was more of, like, boss battles that were more fluid, I guess. It's yes. just kind of like you walked up and it was a boss, you know, besides Jafar, obviously. Um, yeah, very true. Yeah, so, like, it could have been a little more definitive with that kind of stuff, and but the um, the last boss fighting Jafar was pretty much exactly what you think it would be. You start out in a little wheel room with uh, like uh, with the what's the parrot's name? <laughs> oh man, I, I can't even remember. Uh, what the hell? Iago. Sorry. Yeah, Iago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you beat you beat that little section, and then you go and like eventually make it to Jafar's area and then you fight him as a snake <laughs> kind of thing so yeah uh, i mean the, the last battle definitely felt like a boss battle um, yeah the other ones didn't really feel like they kind of it was and so that was the one thing the programming on the like even the many bosses was so um lackluster i guess because they yeah. just did like they didn't really even jump or do anything like you mm-hmm. once you, you could almost stand in the like one spot and just attack or throw an apple like jump and throw an apple and yeah that's definitely what i did some of them oh yeah Uh, yeah a lot of them (laughs) yeah they were just like a bigger version of the regular enemies yep exactly yeah Yeah, but one thing that i wanted to note on this game sold four million copies worldwide it at its release which made it the third best sega genesis game of all time and if you're not looking at it guess what the other two were (laughs) um Man, uh, Lion King was one of them. No. Dang it. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, I should have known. What am I thinking? <laughs> I'm an idiot. So that's pretty, that's pretty really good, like, for a game to follow those two, which were the face of Sega, you know, Sega Genesis, which still is the face of what is left of Sega, you know? Yeah, no, very true. Man, I did not even... Oh, I... I don't know why I said 
I think I, I had Lion King on the rank because we were talking about it before the podcast, and I'm just like, it's got to be another Disney movie because this one's number third. It has to be number two. But no, like Sega definitely makes sense. I mean, that's because everyone when they bought a Genesis, they would buy Sega. Uh, yeah, like Sonic the Hedgehog, like uh, one, two, or three, and a, a console. That's what everyone bought. Everyone had at least uh, Sonic in their their living room because he was the mm-hmm. he was like the Mario of Sega. Yeah. Yep, exactly, and uh, which is cool because in Super Smash Brothers he appeared to fight Mario. <laughs> Finally, the battle we had all been waiting for. I know, even though technically, I mean, I love I. <clears throat> even when I had a Nintendo, I think just because, you know, our good buddy Spencer, he had a Sega Genesis and I had a Nintendo. I always wanted to play Sonic when I went to his house, and he, yeah, you know, Mario like as a character, a character, uh, Sonic was definitely cooler as a kid to me, but oh, Mario's yeah. outlived Sonic, you know, 10 to one easily. Yeah. It was kind of like, I viewed it as like the forbidden fruit because like we, I didn't have a Sega Genesis and I always Same. like wanted one, you know? Yeah. And then when I finally got Sonic on PC, Oh man, back in the day, like 97, 98, I bought it for like $10 at Walmart or something <laughs> on the disc. And it was oh, like yeah. the Sonic collection, you know? And I was like, ah, I'm, ah, these games are so good. I had so much fun with them. So, anyway. Yeah, same. No, I think we had a very similar... Um, the, o- the only console that I think we have different, actually, was you were really into PlayStation, and I never had a PlayStation. PlayStation I had every, 1. Yeah. PlayStation 1. I had a PlayStation 2, and we both obviously had that. And that's like one of our... our uh, like connections when we first met is we both had ps2 and we like digimon and all that stuff oh, but yeah. playstation one was the one thing that like other people had and um i never got into because i just didn't um i just didn't like the graphics and everything else is weird like i don't know why i just never i just didn't have one i had a um i had a well i didn't even have an n64 when they came out i had one like afterwards when i could buy my own because my parents wouldn't buy me one. Oh man that's funny yeah we got but we had an N64 um, as well, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I I was I was on the PlayStation train for sure, and I I got a PlayStation because like I really wanted to play the Digimon games that came out for it because I was a huge Digimon fan. So yeah, for sure. And still um, to this day, I play those games. So. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I, like Sonic was so cool because I went from. You know, Spencer having one, wanting Sonic, everything about Sonic was so cool, to a Dreamcast. And the first ga- uh, dream oh, game on Dreamcast I had was Sonic Adventure 1, which that is... That was one system that you had that I didn't have until, like, a lot later in life. <laughs> yeah, m- remember, like, I almost... I think I almost got, got rid of mine, and you bought one after that. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it was cheap at uh, EB Games back in the day, which is now owned oh, by dude, GameStop. EB. Yeah, EB Games. That's very true because I think um, they finally were because everyone was trading them in because they weren't really making games for them mm-hmm. anymore. So you bought one on the low, and uh, yeah, we that's... still played it. We played like NFL Blitz and stuff like that. Blitz and Sonic Adventure One, Sonic Adventure Two, which was those both two of games them are insanely were, good. Were worth the Dreamcast in its own. Um, but anyway, with this game, back to Aladdin a little <laughs> back, bit here. Back to Aladdin. Just a couple wrap-up things. The uh, Westwood Studios was worked on this game as well. Um, they were the designer, and they had pitched a second Aladdin game that would have had like Donkey Kong rendered graphics, but uh, got Ooh. turned down. And they later had worked on the Lion King game. So, 
Oh, perfect. So that makes sense because the Lion King, it, it gave you the same kind of feels. Yep, exactly. Very, very true. Cool. Yeah. So, so what's your rating? Uh, I'm going to give it a five out of five. I agree. Five genie lamps out of five genie lamps. <laughs> yeah, this is the first game that I felt like it completely lived up to what I wanted it to be. I don't really have any qualms besides them not being like a boss. But even in Aladdin, there wasn't really bosses. I mean, Jafar was just the boss. Yeah. You know, and the, like one of the bosses would have been like the getting out of the Cave of Wonders. And that felt pretty epic. So I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So <sighs> cool. Well, cool, man. Um, that we did that one we'll have to talk here here in a little bit about what we're going to play next but what i have been playing and i know you recently got as well is pokemon um uh pikachu let's, let's go, go pikachu let's go, yeah let's go pikachu did you get pikachu or eevee so i was gonna get eevee because i know you had pikachu but yeah. um i was looking on like the exclusive pokemon and um all the ones for eevee sucked but it was yeah. like you can get Grimer <laughs> or like you can have a Meowth. And I was like, I don't want any of these. And the, the, yeah, Pikachu, so, the Pikachu one had like Arcanine. And I was like, I definitely have to get that. So, Oh, uh, see, like I kind of wish I'd got Eevee now. Um, oh, really? Because like Vulpix, bro. Like Vulpix oh, is my faves. You know, you know what I was, I, I, I should have gotten Eevee and then we could have traded. Traded, yeah. Oh, I well, can still take it back. I literally got it like three days ago so maybe i'll go <laughs> you like started trade playing it. it already <laughs> i'm only i'm i'm not i i just defeated like brock so oh, or okay. I, i'm like through mount moon right now oh okay well, i literally i no i just yeah i just got to the second i just got to misty's town oh okay cool so yeah i can always I'm take in, it back uh, i'm in fuchsia right now so i'm pretty far ahead oh that's uh like second or third to the last uh yeah because yeah, you fuchsia and then blaine which is the volcano one right yep. yeah yeah and so, then I'm currently Fuchsia, on my way. I, actually, I'm in Seafoam Islands. I gotta go back. Um, I had to do the like the old Game Boy trick where you don't save your game at one point, you know, because you didn't catch Articuno. <laughs> Artic Articuno. Yeah, Artic Articuno. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he got like I didn't have I didn't have enough Ultra Balls and berries and stuff to catch him, so he just kind of like snuck up on me. I'm like, oh, I'll catch him. It'll be easy. And it was just like the old game where it wasn't. So. Yeah, especially because you, I mean, the old game, you had to, like, I always got him down to, like, I mean, literally, like, one health, and then sleep powdered him. I always just kept one spare Butterfree just for sleep powder. Mm -hmm. You had to put him to sleep, and then with Ultra Balls, it took, like, 50 Ultra Balls. Stupid. I didn't even even think about, yeah, I don't know with berries if you can put them to sleep, but. I don't think you can. In the game, basically, you fight him and beat him, and then you get a chance to catch him. Ooh. Oh, it's just like Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's kind of like a raid. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm loving it, though. I've literally mm-hmm. just, I mean, I've been, I've, I've probably, I think I played an hour and 50 minutes, like not even two hours yet. And this is the game that, you know, I mean, let's be honest, Pokemon Red and Blue original when we were kids was probably the one of the best games we've ever played, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Still right. one it, of the best games still, we've ever played. Still super fun. This is just like, passing down the gauntlet to everyone i mean we're grown men and we played it but oh, yeah. this is passing the gauntlet like if your son ever mm-hmm. you know in a couple years like he wants to start actually like playing it and he can understand what to do this yeah. game is super easy to get into the graphics are incredible um it's it's amazing it's really, yeah, really fun. It, it is so cool seeing this game reimagined like I, we yeah. wanted it to be back in the game boy days you know like oh it'd be so cool if i could play this like on my nintendo 64 you know 
yeah, yeah. Um, with those graphics you know but uh, it's obviously way more better or way a lot um <laughs> yeah anyway a lot better than uh than it was like the graphics could we could have ever thought back then you know yeah and it's it's not even i mean if you think about it it's not even touching the switch's potential at this point mm-hmm. and i know that the uh the next one they have coming for 2019 is going to be an it will be a full Mainline. like rpg yeah like yeah. rpg I, I hopefully it'll be like an rpg like an mmo not will you play with people directly all the time but yeah they've been real sketch about it so we'll see yeah but it's definitely going to be its own new thing i don't think they're going to just redo one like this no no i don't think they're gonna there it'll either be like a brand new like sun and moon mainline game or something totally different but they haven't really announced what exactly it's going to be yeah for sure it's gonna it's it's interesting but i like where it's going they've just worked slowly over the years worked out all the kinks to -hmm. what makes pokemon games really fun and like uh even the depth of it like having um stuff that you can you know i don't know like there's uh items that you can like attach to your pokemon like that started later on but then they brought a lot of those things those little things back and applied them to like the original game and um like red and blue the original like so they brought more depth to it and redid the graphics and then made the catching system where you're not having to run you're like oh i'll just catch this guy and level up my pokemon yeah it's super fun um the uh uh, I, and the other thing about it I really like is the um, catching system. You know, it's not you get into a yep. and then fight them, beat them down. You can just catch them like Pokemon Go. You know, mm-hmm. so that's really fun. It adds like a new aspect, and then you're not walking around the grass. You can actually see what Pokemon you're running into and things like that, which is cool. Yeah, um, so you're I'm not definitely... trying to catch a billion Caterpies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like being able to see it um see the things walking around because if you see something cool yeah. like i was in mount moon and there wasn't that many clefairies yeah and i found like one and it was i had like the the, the powerful thing around it so i was like oh snap and it was yeah. it was hard to catch but i got him and he was high level and um which just i don't know it adds kind of excitement to it for sure yeah and then um i actually caught a fable in mountain what Man, which was cool yeah yeah i was just Dang. like oh my oh snap that's a couple fable <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> it's pretty cool to see all the rare pokemon things like that so um yeah and i like the aspect of adding another player to play with you so that actually runs around on the screen and stuff like that wait wait you can do th- i didn't even know that yeah so basically you take the other joy con and like turn it on and shake it and then another per another player will like teleport in and you can fight alongside it you and run around with you and catch pokemon with you and things like that huh cool yeah it's cool can you, can you play co-op like can we play together together or no uh if we were in the same room <laughs> <laughs> yeah not over eight hours yeah, but, worth of driving yeah yeah negative gotcha. yeah but we you can play you can battle online which is cool like you and i could battle um, over the internet and oh, trade very nice. and all that stuff. So we can trade too. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how does it? Um, it's just I, I'm going into this completely blind, so I'm hoping that you know. How does it uh interact with Pokemon Go? Like, can you can some of your Pokemon from the Pokemon Go be transferred to the game, and you can have them in the game, or vice versa, or is it do you just like have a hangout park? Yeah. So I just got to that part in uh, Fuchsia City. Is mm-hmm. they've replaced the Safari Zone, which kind of lame with the pokemon go so bad 
Yeah. So, but what you do is you just transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go into the uh, into the the Go Park, and then you have a chance to catch them, and then you can use them on your team. Oh, you have to like recatch them in the game. Yeah. Yeah, in the Go Park, but it's not hard. It's not hard to catch them. Um, but it's just like one of the things you have to do. And it uh, then you can use them in the game. They're usually by the time you're at that point, like even like a pretty strong Pokemon Go Pokemon will be like level thirty, and you know I'm already like level up in the forties mm. by that point in the game. So you have to if you're going to use them, so- you have to get them. But what's really cool is you can um, you can put their it's all it's the only the first hundred and fifty, but you can put their Alohan versions in them too, which is cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I have like an Alohan version of uh Gollum right now. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and Sand Slash as well. The ice sand the slash. The ice one, cool. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. can you level them up in the game and then transfer them back to Pokemon Go? Uh no. The they're once they're out of Pokemon Go, they're gone. So Okay, so they they can't be traded into Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. They can only be traded into your game. Yeah, exactly. It's like one way. But if you trade them into Pokemon Go, you get like candies for them. So that's pretty cool. In Pokemon Go, um, the mobile version. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad I know the interaction. I'm I'm pretty far away from that. So once yeah. I get there, I'll uh, I'll be able to do that. But I'm kind of game... getting back on the Pokemon Go train anyway. The cool thing about it is the game and all the dialogue and everything is spot on with those old games. So it's like they took all that in there and put it, just put it in a 3D environment, which is really a lot of fun. Sweet, dude. I love it. Love everything about that. Just makes you excited for the next thing, you know, the the, future. this is so yeah. good. Yeah. Like what's, it, what's the next? <laughs> and it's cool. They're taking their time on this next um, project, but at the same time, like have given us something, you know? They could pump Mm -hmm. out something that didn't, you know, as far as the graphics and everything, it took them a lot of work, but as far as the content wasn't a big deal for them, you know? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, with how much money is uh, pumped into Pokemon, I, yeah. And those, I mean, the graphics are nice and they're fluid and everything, but it's not anything wild. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun though. On another Pokemon note that just led me to think, have you seen the live action trailer for the Pokemon movie starring Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu? Oh, Detective Pikachu? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think about it? Um I think it's interesting. I think that if this what I like about it is number 1 is all of the all the Pokemon like the real like uh, real version or basically the real world real world animated versions. So they did Pikachu, obviously, but in the the trailer it showed like a lot of other ones. Yeah, they look really cool. I don't know about this movie, um, like how it's gonna turn out. It seems kind of silly, but if this does well, it will open up them being able to spend um, like a lot of money on something like a serious, fun, real life Pokemon one, rather than yeah. it just being like. Because it sounds, it kind of just looks like a comedy, you know. Because mm-hmm. if, if Ryan Reynolds is in it, then let's yeah. be, honest, you know, which is which is fine. I, and I hope it's really good. I'm, I, hey, I'm all in. If it's mm-hmm. Pokemon and they're gonna somehow, if this can even open the doorway for a like a a serious Pokemon movie, or if there's going to be like real battles or action scenes, like, I don't know. Cause even like at the bubble story, they look so cool, you know? Yeah. 
I'm, yeah, as far as I'm the definitely for it. Everything. It's going to be weird, though. Yeah, it's definitely going to be weird. And I'll probably see it. It'll probably be one of those, like, rainy afternoon, mama needs a break, take the kiddo to go see it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, um, man, I don't know. I'll have to, I'm pretty diehard with the Pokemon, so I'll probably be there opening night. But <laughs> yeah. if, if it bombs and it's completely, like, bad, then that's going to suck. If it's even halfway decent, then they can pour money into other, like, Pokemon movies that are um like live action type deal like i think that's so cool yeah if they do it right it's going to be amazing but if they do it wrong oh man there's gonna be such an uprage like an outrage and there's like people are just gonna get death threats it's gonna be bad yeah it's, yeah it will be for sure yeah anyway i was i was very mixed on the trailer i was like what is this like what is this like an, i know it's not april but is this an april fool's joke <laughs> i thought it was too because there's been other things like when they do that with zelda or mario mm-hmm. or you know and you're like oh this is kind of cool looking but you know they've just taken graphics in general have gotten so good that i was like is did they just take like a weird um cgi cutscene out of like one of these games but yeah no this is a real movie <laughs> yeah oh another thing is speaking of like good cgi and stuff the new lion king remake looks like amazing yeah as far I as mean, that kind of thing yes it does and i think all of those is they realize the audience and what kind of um legacy they have to live up to with all that so mm-hmm. i i think in general especially with like all those movies they know that they have to nail it or else you know they're gonna fail it yeah oh i mean it's they can't just just do okay job they have to nail all these movies because these are like crazy hard cult classics and people i think are just much more judgmental these days than they were like you know when they do like a spinoff of like movies back in the day it was just like oh this sucks whatever but now it's like are you gonna make a live action you know movie or hundreds of millions of dollars into it it better be amazing oh yeah yeah, it I, looks really good. It's it's yeah, that looks awesome. I think but, Donald Glover's playing um, Semba too, which is awesome. Yeah, and um, James Earl Jones is reprising Mufasa, so that's pretty cool. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and I just saw that they're doing. Speaking of Aladdin again, they're doing a live action Aladdin movie as well uh, for next year. Who's who's going to be Aladdin though? I don't know. Let me click it. it Donald was... Glover is Lion King, and then Matthew Broderick. Let's see. Starring Will Smith is uh, Genie. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cass, Just because, Will Smith. Yeah, I like that. Mina Masoud. I don't know who that is. Naomi Scott is Jasmine. Yeah, she'll be pretty good. Live action cast. Let's see. She was uh, Naomi Scott was the Pink Ranger in the Power Rangers recent remake. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who this guy, who this guy is. Naomi Scott. Oh yeah, she'll do well. She's cute. So don't mess with my princess Jasmine. That's my my first crush. I was like four years old. <laughs> I was like. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder when they're gonna release the trailer to that. Oh, it comes out like soon, like May twenty fourth. Oh really? I think they had like a teaser trailer or a teaser trailer, but nothing else. Uh, okay, I need to go look it up then. Mina. Huh. And also, well, um, 
the Avengers four is about to drop a trailer, which is going to be sick. Is that going to be the last Avengers? Uh, probably. I would say they just need to wrap it up with a bang, you know, kind of thing. Because all from that point, they'd have to do like the new Avengers, and like these are the people we don't really want to see being Avengers, you know. <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you know how you bury your head into all that because there's been so many different versions of the Avengers, which is mm-hmm. fun. It's fun, but that that world has gotten just insanely big. So if they're going to do anything, they're going to have to do like a complete re- reboot of all those characters. Yeah. And that's, nobody wants to see that again. <laughs> They've done it so well, you know, it's just like, how can you reboot it at this point? I know. I, I don't think there's any one of those characters after like all the reboots that I'm really like, you know how you reboot it is you bring Tobey Maguire back as Spider-Man. That's what you do. <laughs> oh my Avengers. God, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, so if they reboot it in ten years, then that'll be appropriate. Yeah, for or sure. twenty years or something like something where no everyone's gonna be like, oh man, those those old Avenger movies were sweet, and then it's like Avengers: A New uh, Dawn. Yeah, you know, twenty exactly. years later, everyone's like, oh snap, and a bunch of actors that, you know we haven't heard heard about it. they're just up and coming now playing them when they're actually 20 years older be sweet yeah but. yeah but anyway uh, well that was the movie corner of the podcast um anything did you score anything on black friday last week um i bought uh pikachu pokemon which was not on sale yeah. but i got um horizon zero dawn complete edition oh. for 10 10 bucks 10 bucks PS4. yeah i saw that i i yeah. played the whole game and beat it all it's amazing oh you have yeah yeah oh man i'm glad i got like it was it's literally it was 10 bucks i tried to get um i tried to get another game but it was uh, they did already sold out of it because I went on Cyber Monday because all those deals mm. ran through Monday and yeah. they're like yeah we already sold out of that like two days ago I was like crap so that's cool yeah I got a Amazon Echo Dot I had the second gen but I bought the third gen because it was really cheap and you got a smart plug for five dollars so but it's nice. actually really cool the new the new Echoes the new Echo Dot especially the sound is so much better it's really it's really nice. So I was happy I got that. And I, when then did, I got a printer for $20 at Walmart. <laughs> when did the new dot come out? Like, I, I think I have the second one. It came out a couple months ago. Yeah. Okay. So I must, they redid I must... their entire line and they actually added an Echo Sub subwoofer, mm-hmm. which you can tie into all your Echoes if you have them around the house. Nice. Um, yeah. Do you have. So why did you do. Like, I have two Amazon Echoes and I got. Um, one is a gift, like Amazon was running a thing, and they were like thirty bucks for the hockey puck, and yeah. I think I inherited another one. But um, do you like the Echo rather than the like the Google Home? That's like another one that people or like the I don't think anyone has the Apple one. Yeah, I I don't know anybody who has the Home Pod because it's pretty freaking expensive. Um, yeah, I mean I'm just never been a Google guy, like any of the devices or any phones or anything like that, and. It um, the Amazon has synced up with my I'm an Apple guy as far as phone and stuff like that and it's synced up pretty well with that and um, I kind of just got it because it was cheap last year at um, Black Friday time mm. it was like twenty dollars and so I was yeah. just like oh I'll give this thing a try for twenty bucks I don't know if I'd pay fifty for it um, but for twenty and then like I've loved it because I'm a smart home guy too and I use uh, what they call Wink the Wink 
hub, uh, smart hub, mm. and uh, it controls all of that seamlessly. Like you don't even have to. You just set up the skill, and it you don't have to set up your lights or anything. You just be like Alexa, turn this on, or Alexa, do that. You know, so it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, like it, Alexa will literally start my car for me. That's how cool it is. <laughs> oh, do you have it hooked up to your? Do you have an OnStar? Yeah. Yeah, you have that free OnStar for the first Crazy. five years of owning your car. And I'm like, Alexa, tell Chevrolet to start my car. And boom, car started. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, like, I mean, pretty much, I think both of them work really well. Like, I was, they did a comparison of them, and I have the Alexa one, and I've used it. I haven't used it that much, honestly. I haven't even had them hooked up that much or for the, mm-hmm. month, pa- pa- for the past couple of months, but... Um, the Google and the Alexa ones are like the only ones to use. Like I've, I've literally never heard anyone have the HomePod, and yeah, obviously Siri is the worst. So I don't think anyone would want that talking to you. Yeah, yeah, it's cool too because I use it. Like I have it's in our um, like kitchen, sort of that goes into our living room area, and um, so like if I need to get in touch with my wife and she goes for really long periods without looking at her phone because she's taking care of the kiddo. And so if I need like something, I can literally just drop into that and be like, Hey, is anybody there? You know? And, um, <laughs> we can, it's like, you can use it like an intercom system. Intercom. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. Well, sweet. Yeah. And I, like I said, I just got like those two games. I wish I could have got some more, but they were just all sold out. But yeah, you know, it's it is what it is. I live in like such a small town. Um, I went to Walmart here in town just to check it out like first thing in the morning thinking it would be like overcrowded and there was like hardly anybody there and like all the deals were still there and everything it was pretty funny (laughs) oh nice life in a small town everybody went to like the nearest bigger town to go shopping i guess man i was uh where i was uh going camping this last weekend um it was a really really small town as well where or the nearest town was where mm-hmm. i think i don't i mean they I, I would imagine it's where kind of where you live yeah. um once once i come out there we'll know for sure but i mean yeah. it literally it did not have that much and everyone was just what's the town um, called san saba oh okay yeah yeah know. it's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere they just have a couple you know one bank uh, a walmart and <laughs> yeah a, piggly wiggly or something like that yeah our town's a little more hopping than that it's but uh but yeah definitely on that kind of scale yeah i maybe maybe not that town that, that i passed through but there was a one like lampasas is another town that's kind of pretty you know, similar yeah yeah i think it's i think it's about like the same population as yours and gotcha. austin is definitely not like that but no no <laughs> not at all but um yeah no i know it's it was nice though, like just driving down the street. I there didn't see too many cars, and Mm-mm. it was like one stoplight in the entire town. I was like, dang, I wish I could. Yeah, that's funny. Do, do this. Yeah, but, that's funny. Yeah. Well, cool. Yep. Well, anyway, I think that pretty much wraps us up. We're going on forty-five minutes here. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about. We had this best PS4 games up to date, but maybe we can talk about that next round. Yeah, we can just talk about it. It just was. Um, just some cool games of like 2018 kind of wrapping it up because we're getting in December now. So yeah, that'd be cool to do like a little part of a podcast to uh, just kind of do a wrap up on 2018 games that have come out this year. And then what we're really looking forward to, which is kingdom hearts. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's, that's all I'm thinking about right now. 
Yeah, man, they tweeted out that they wrapped development on it and uh, sometime they next better. month. better. It's like two months away. Yeah, the, sometime next month they're going to release the final trailer for it, which every trailer that comes out, I'm just like, give me more. <laughs> you know, it's crazy that even for a uh, game that, that's been in development this long and everything, there's not that... If you think about it for how big this game is going to be, there's really not still not that much out. There's a couple trailers. Yeah. But they're not even like posted all over the place it's just like yeah like people who yeah it's happening people who want this and have been wanting it for a long time we don't even need to advertise that much you're just going to get the game and go for it yeah i honestly don't even think we've tipped the iceberg on it like the whole and what the entire thing's going to be just from what we've seen you know no that's what i'm saying is like it's there's what been four or five trailers and just a little bit of gameplay but the world is supposed to be massive so I, I think they're purposely leading us to not to say, I mean, because the story, there's been like zero story leaks. Yeah, you know? no, I have like other than just the lead up games and stuff, like I don't really know 100% about what direction it's going to go in. Yeah, because this is this is the last one. They're going to um, end it here, right? Kingdom Hearts 3 is the last one. It better be. Yeah, so... it is. it's the last game in the entire series. They're they're blowing it up after this and being done with it. Right, so I mean, there's there's a lot of story to be told and to have and everything else like that. So, um, it's I I really like that because it used to be that way with games where it, like it was super under wraps and it was hyped up and then you you know you'd come out and you play it and it was like everything was new. But nowadays, like you know the story, you kind of know exactly what's going to happen with every game that comes out. But Square Enix did a good job of keeping under wraps, so it's it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and um. Yeah, that's really cool. I read that the development team for Kingdom Hearts is now going to go over and finish the Final Fantasy VII remake game, which that's going to be awesome. So should should have been done like 10 years ago, but yeah, hey. literally like eight years ago, they announced this game, it feels like, and uh, they're they finally, because they yeah. put all the focus into Kingdom Hearts and they kind of pushed it aside. They've been working on it, but now they've said all those people that have been working on kingdom hearts are finally going over there to f- help finish that so we may have two pretty awesome games on our hands next year i hope so yeah i mean that's yeah. it's just so silly or not silly it's just hilarious because you know everyone's been wanting this they you know the lot the, the first trailer that came out was for ps3 i think mm-hmm. yeah. and um it's like if you just finish this game like you would have millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah but you know how I, they're so particular which is a good thing as well that it's going to basically be Advent Children like 2.0 in a video <laughs> when it comes game. out. Yeah, cuz yeah. I think even with you know with Kingdom Hearts, they just they wanted to use Unreal 4 engine on it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure whenever whenever like the Final Fantasy 7 remake comes out, it's going to look beautiful. Yeah, it's going to look epic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, goodness. it's going to be good. Uh one more little bit of business. What are we going to do next week uh, as far as games? Man, I have not even thought about it. I picked this one, so I think it's your turn to pick. Okay, do you want to... Uh, let's uh, let's just kind of bounce around, you know? Let's not just stick to one thing now that we've done, like, five Super Nintendo games and a Genesis game. Let's let's uh, let's go to something else, um, like another console system, like a Nintendo 64 or a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, let's do let me it. see. Games... Let me see here. Uh something kind of simple. Uh we could do oh, we could do Goldeneye. Ooh, I'm down. 
Okay. All right. Goldeneye for Nintendo 64. Done. Yeah. Cool. All right, And man. hopefully we'll get a chance to play that one together a few rounds. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. I got to – I'm going to have to teach you what uh, first-person shooters are all about, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I've never <laughs> been historically good at those, but uh, it'll no. be fun. We, I the, just the, remember playing this game as like a preteen like so much <laughs> with all our oh, friends. Oh, I know. Like yeah. that in Perfect Dark 2, we played so much at your house and with everyone else, but – yeah. I don't so know. There fun. was there's times when you wrecked us all, so we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. The man with the golden gun. <laughs> the one. It's the one shot wonder. Yeah, for sure. Okay, man. Well, that pretty much wraps us up for today. Unless you have anything else to say. Hey, man. Good to be back. Good to talk with you. And yes. uh, we will see everyone next week. Yes, and we will definitely get to it next week. My schedule is calming down. I, I think yours is probably too. So we will be on the roll with that. So for sure. Yeah, next week, um, probably for the next three weeks, and then there's Christmas and around Christmas break too. So we may just record one more um, for people to listen to. Oh yeah, uh, and we are going to be be able to see each other in Georgia. Man, maybe the, we should do a, a in person one. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be fun if we could. I, or at least we're gonna we're gonna have some kind of a drop on the podcast where we're like, "Yo, it's the Karate in the Garage podcast" <laughs> or whatever from our from the wedding or something. We'll do it. We'll do something like that. Yeah, for fun. sure. I'll have my laptop and I'll, I could bring a couple of mics because I'm we're driving there, um, so we could awesome, do it for man. sure. Cool, man. All right, bro. All right, bro. Take it easy, and we'll see you uh, next week. All right. Later. Later. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at kitgpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at kitgpodcast on Twitter.